Hey, what's going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to win the four-game NBA main slate on Saturday. The regular playoffs are finally here, and I'm super, super excited. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings, and I also make videos for NBA Top Shot. If you're unable to watch these videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It's called the DKDFS Show. And if you could, leave a five-star rating and review. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer them Patreon.com, an eSports package. That includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, so... The idea is they will post uh, players and fantasy scores, fantasy projections, and you can either take the over or the under on them. They also have single stat. They don't have that posted yet. I would guess that would be posted sometime tomorrow morning. But, um, yeah, so they have a bunch of different players, like 12 or what, 16 right now. Uh, I'm assuming more will be posted throughout the day. And, again, you can, you can take over or the under here. You can mix and match sports, too. So they have, like, every single sport you can think of, literally everything, like eSports, NBA, MLB, PGA. So, um, the, the two I mentioned in the last video were the over on jaw and the over on stuff both hit obviously overtime help, but they, they both hit before the, the overtime. So a couple that stand out to me, I think uh, first one is Kawhi Leonard at 44 fancy points. I think that is too low for, for playoff Kawhi others. Uh, if you look at, we'll talk about the Clippers and I like it for DFS too, but for DFS too, but, uh, there's been a ton of blowouts there for the Clippers and yeah, he hasn't played a full lot in a minute. So I think the over on Kawhi there looks pretty good. And then uh, with the Boston guys, so this is going to be a super up-tempo game against the Brooklyn Nets. And if they have any chance of keeping it close, we're going to have to see big games from, from Tatum and Kemba. Um, so I don't mind going the over on both. If you, if you think the game stays competitive, I think probably both those Boston guys will, will go over. Um, now, obviously, there's the blowout risk, right? But uh, I just have a hard time against, against the Nets, uh, you know, seeing that game staying close and not seeing a big game from Tatum and Kemba. So those two plus Kawhi, I'm probably where I'm looking if you want to take the over. And finally, I just want to thank you guys for all the you can, your continued support. Uh, we hit like almost 300 viewers. I streamed for like 15 to 20 minutes today. I know we'll go over my live here in a sec for the show. And say it didn't go well for me because foul trouble, name of the game for me, but it is what it is. Um, but you know, those sites have a lot of variants. I don't put a ton of money on those show on sites. I play them more for fun. But uh, yeah, I'll go over my lap here in a sec. I just want to thank you guys uh, again for all of your, all of your support. So if you guys could leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos, you don't want to live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Uh, remember, uh, this is going to be an early stream since the game start early. So it's 1 p.m. lock. I'll be live 12 p.m. Central to break down this four-game slate and answer any questions you guys have. And let's try to aim for 150 likes in this video. I think the last couple of videos, we've hit 150 likes. That helps a ton, guys. Every single like on the video uh you know just boost uh allows more people to see the content so all right yeah before we talk about the, the four game slate we can look back line up here from the show on slate again foul trouble right i i, I talked about it's okay the only way jonas valanciunas fails is foul trouble and sure enough two quick fouls in the first quarter picks up his, his third to begin the second quarter early and then a fourth early in the third quarter like and then he fouls out and it's just like man yeah it was just in foul trouble the entire game the first foul too was such bs against Draymond green that was a flop um it is what it is and with with obviously when jv uh got in foul trouble john morant took over and you know that's what we saw when jv was out for like a week week and a half stretch at the end of the regular season we saw some massive games from john morant and again when jv is off the court ja is the clear number one guy and that's why he had the massive game and i'm ex i'm 
really happy. Like, I don't hate the Warriors. Obviously, I like Steph, like Draymond, but uh, I was really rooting for the Grizzlies. Uh, you guys know I'm a huge Jaw fan. Obviously, love JV as well. So happy they won. Uh, but yeah, the roster construction. So with JV getting foul trouble too, I mentioned this on Twitter, it absolutely killed the value of Kevon Looney. Now, he didn't have a terrible game, but right when, when JV picked up two quick fouls uh, and subbed out, Looney right out. When JV picked up his third, Looney right out, right? Whenever JV left the game, Looney left the court. He was basically only out there to guard Jonas Valanciunas. Now, if Jonas Valanciunas stayed out of foul trouble, he would have played like 35 to 40 minutes, and Looney would have been out there basically the entire time, and then he probably would have had a really good game. So, um, you know, random foul trouble like that is unpredictable. Um, you know, against a like, super aggressive center like Embiid or like a Towns, I, I get a little bit more more worried about foul trouble. But like, I'm not worried about JV foul trouble against Looney. It's just unfortunate that it happened, right? Again, you know, the one BS offensive foul to start of the game. Um, and then, yeah, you Steph and Draymond there at the top, both bolted really, really good. Uh, Brooks was a little bit disappointing, but I couldn't afford Jaw with this lineup. And then uh, Mulder, I mentioned that he was going to be popular just because he was the uh, only guy really in that range that was doable. Now, you saw some really weird stuff, right? I mentioned, was, hey, the only way Tillman really gets there is that you need foul trouble on JV and Triple J. And you did. You got foul trouble at JV and Triple J. So Tillman got extra run. He crushed. And surprisingly, he actually closed over Triple J. Um, but yeah, that, that's it for the look back, guys. Again, foul trouble killed my night. Um, if you played Ja, congrats. I think, you know, winning lineup had to be Ja and the captain. Let's see. I didn't even look at it. Uh, oh, Draymond of the captain. Wow. Okay. So Draymond the captain was Steph. Uh, ja. Wiggins had 42. Really? I feel like he played awful that game. Maybe it was just a clutch time. I mean, I watched the whole game, but man. Didn't feel like he had 42 feints once Tillman and Grayson Allen. Yeah, again, you saw some weird stuff, right? With those, with the two bigs getting in foul trouble, uh, you know, extra, there was a lot of extra minutes to go around for those Memphis guys. So, weird one there. A lot of errands. Uh, I would have never made that lineup, but congrats to you on the, on the takedown. And, all right, enough of me talking about that. So, uh, let's talk about this four-game slate. Super, super excited about this. We have Miami, we have Milwaukee, at 227 over-under. Bucks, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Mavs and Clippers, 218 over-under. Clips, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Celtics and Nets, 229 over-under. Nets, eight-point favorites, and Trailblazers, Nuggets, a 227.5 or under, Nuggets, one-point favorites. All right. Starting off with Miami and Milwaukee, and Miami is actually a team I really like on this slate. Jimmy Butler, especially at 8.4. Jimmy and Bam are underpriced, but Jimmy especially. 8.4K against the Milwaukee Bucks. I know the Bucks are a good team, but they play very fast. And we're going to get like 40-ish minutes out of Jimmy Butler. At 8.4K, this is just way too cheap. One of my favorite plays of the slate. I really like Jimmy Butler. I also like Bam at a bio good amount too. Now, would I play both? Probably not um, on a four-gamer unless maybe you just game stack this game. And I think I would give the slight edge to Jimmy Butler over Bam, but I still like Bam. A guy that's going to play, again, 35-plus minutes. Um, you know, again, not scared of Brooke Lopez in the defensive end. So I like both Miami stars, uh, Jimmy especially. Hero at 6, 6K probably can't do it. Minutes have been very up and down for him. I mean, he can have upside, but um, I think I would rather get to the point guards for a little bit cheaper. And the point guards being Kendrick Nunn and uh, Goran Dragic. So we'll start with Goran Dragic. Um, I actually really, really like him for value. We should get about, I would say, 30 minutes off the bench. We know Dragic's actually a pretty good point-per-minute guy. And the 4.9K price, in my opinion, is way too cheap. So I do like Dragic a good amount. And Kendrick Nunn, I like too. I don't think this is going to be the same situation as last playoffs where like he was like the starting point guard for the regular season. And then once it got to the playoffs, he like barely played. Um, no, because Nunn's actually been playing pretty decent. So I think Nunn is still viable. I'm, I'm assuming he starts 
but I think I would feel a little more comfortable about Drogic off the bench at a similar price. I'm just more a little more comfortable with his minutes. So Nunn and Drogic both in play, but I think I give edge to Drogic there off the bench. And a couple other guys I want to mention. Ariza at 4-7. Feels a little bit pricey, but he should play about 30 minutes. Again, fair value. And uh, Duncan Robinson is, is certainly in play here. I think we get, you know, if he's shooting the ball well, probably about 35 minutes. If he's struggling shooting the ball like he did here against Philly, maybe only about 20 to 25 minutes, right? That's the issue with Duncan. He's got a, a pretty wide range of outcomes. But this also makes him a good tournament play because when he is getting really hot, right, he can he can go out and get you 30 plus, 40. So um, I do like Duncan as a GPP value play because the upside is there. The floor is just low. On the Milwaukee Bucks side, so not as much to like here on the Bucks side for me. Middleton and Drew I'll probably pass on. Uh, Giannis had to come out 10-7. Obviously playable, but this is like one of the worst matchups against Miami. Um, I just think I prefer other stars in better matchups. So right now the Bucks are kind of secondary plays for me. Like DiVincenzo doesn't really stand out. Like Lopez at 4-5, just like there. Uh, you know, Bobby Portis on the bench, probably not. It's weird. I just I don't have a ton of interest in the Bucks. Um, like I think the big three are all playable, but just all kind of secondary plays for me. Dallas and the Clippers. So starting at the top, Luka Doncic at 10.5K. I would say kind of the same thing as Giannis, right? Obviously he has upside and obviously he can have a big game in a tougher matchup, but I think there's just other stars that like a little bit more in, in easier matchups. So uh, Luka Doncic, more of a contrarian spend up. Uh, Porzingis at 8.1K. The issue with him really is health, right? He's been banged up all year long. Now, I'm assuming since this is the playoffs, he's going to have to play, you know, as many minutes as he can handle, probably 35-plus. He's at 8-1 as opposed to 10-5 at Luka. If I'm going to play one of the Dallas stars, I might take the chance on Porzingis. Now, obviously, there's risk involved, right? Uh, but I think I like the price a little bit better on Porzingis. Now, the secondary plays, this is where it gets tough for Dallas. Hardaway at 5-5, feels priced about right. Again, he's very light in the scoring. Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't really stand out. Again, a lower usage guy. Uh, Josh Richardson has been losing minutes. I know there's been some blowouts, but even in close games, he really hasn't cracked 30-plus minutes, which is concerning. Now, he is 4-3, um, so not completely out of play, but not something I feel great about. Like Brunson off the bench. The minutes are just so up and down in him. It's a tough to figure out because he's a good point per minute guy, but like they fluctuate a lot. Maybe if I'm going to take a shot on one of the cheap like guards here for Dallas, I might roll the dice on Brunson over Richardson and just hope the minutes are there. But again, with Carlisle, what is he going to do with the rotation, right? So that that's don't feel super good about that. And then Maxi Kleba is also back at 3.5K if he starts sure he's in play just a really really low floor Dwight Powell has actually been playing really well uh for the Mavs he's been starting at the five we'll see what they do the starting lineup um if he does start like I think he's playable uh but you know with with Porzingis in the lineup he does definitely take a usage hit and that's probably it for me on the Dallas side so let's move on to the Clippers and I mean this is just the pricing on the Clippers are they're way way underpriced Kawhi Leonard at 8k 8K Kawhi Leonard. He is one of my favorite plays in the slate. Absolutely love Kawhi. So, 31 minutes, blowout. 30 minutes, blowout. 36 minutes against a tough defense, shot terrible, still one for 42 fancy points. 30 minutes, blowout, right? All these blowouts. I think DraftKings has kind of uh, lowered the price because of I don't know, recency bias, I guess. I don't know. He should not be 8K. So, uh, Kawhi in the playoffs, he's going to play close to 40 minutes. 
again every all the stars are going to get extended a little bit so 8k is just way underpriced i really really like Kawhi, and i i do like paul george too at 7 8 same thing i'll say he's going to play close to 40 minutes Kawhi and paul george are two of my favorite plays of the slate they are way underpriced uh, now, Marcus Morris at 5-4 probably gets about 30 to 35 minutes. A fair play in the mid-range, but doesn't really stand out. Now, Zubac at 4-6, I'm probably not going to get to. I think he starts and plays about 20, 25 minutes. I think I would rather take the shot on Ibaka off the bench. Ibaka, the better point-per-minute guy. Now, I'm not expecting huge minutes, but I do think we probably get about 20 minutes from Ibaka off the bench. So, like him as a GPP value play. So we know Serge Ibaka is a really, really good point-per-minute guy. And then the rest of this rotation, so the play, for the playoff rotation, um, well, I guess what we got to talk about Pat Beverly, because he's been starting the point guard. He's really cheap. Um, assuming he starts again, I think we get about 20 minutes. Now, you know, right, he's a guy that is not, you know, the best offensive player. Uh, but in 20 minutes at 3.3K, I'm not going to rule him out, which is not something that I feel super good about. The playoff rotation, so obviously, you know, starters, most likely it's going to be Pat Bev with Kawhi, Paul, George, Marcus Morris, and, uh, and Zubac. Ibaka's going to back up Zubac on the bench. Rondo will play the backup point. He'll play a decent amount. And then Batum will, will get in the rotation, I'm assuming. And then that's eight. So, like, is Reggie, does he get a little bit of run? Nine? Or does Luke Kennard? Right? I'm not exactly sure. Does Terrence Mann? It's like, I am going to stay away from those guys. But we'll talk about Rondo. So, 4-4, four, four, again, Pat Beverly is not going to play huge minutes, I don't think. Rondo's the better point-per-minute guy. Um, if we get over 20 minutes from Rondo, I think he's someone that, again, looks like a good GPP value play. Because we know Rondo's a guy that can go out and get you, you know, uh, you know, eight points, seven rebounds, six assists, a few steals in like 20, 25 minutes, right? He's that type of guy. So um, Rondo's a, Rondo and Ibaka off the bench are guys I'm eyeing for, for value here in the Clippers. All right, Boston and Brooklyn. So now these, the, the two late games are the games I think, uh, you know, are going to be played a lot faster paced. Uh, you know, Boston, we'll start at the Boston side. So again, obviously, you know, no Jalen Browns. His offense is going to be Tatum and Kemba Walker. And this is a phenomenal matchup against the Nets. They play no defense. The only thing you have to worry about here is potential for a blowout. But like I said with prize picks, if Boston keeps this game close, I have a hard time, uh, you know, it's, I don't see a way where Tatum and Kemba don't have huge teams. Like, anything could happen, it, sure, but I have a hard time seeing that. So, uh, with that being said, Jason Tatum, 10.1K, is a guy I do like. Uh, and it's just because matchup plus the minutes plus no Jalen Brown, um, he looks like one of the better spin-ups of the slate. And I really like Kemba, too, at 7.5. He's going to play close to 40 minutes, probably. Um, he's a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And again, he's got to be the number two in offense with Brown out. So uh, Tatum and Kemba Walker, I actually really like here for Boston. Now it gets a little trickier with these secondary plays here for the Celtics. So Evan Fournier at 6.2. He's going to play 35 minutes. Which Evan Fournier we're going to get, right? A guy I personally really dislike playing. Like him and Wiggins are guys I never play. Uh, he went on a stretch where he was killing it. And then I finally bought into it and he was awful. And he's not been great recently, but um, he has got to be their number three on offense, scoring the ball, right? They need help scoring uh, when Kemba and Tatum are, are not out there maybe or, or they're struggling. Like Fournier has got to be their third guy. So at 6.2K, I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. Marcus Smart is their do-it-all guy, right? He's going to be out there for, for defense. He's a guy that can get the peripheral stats. Maybe he doesn't – like 
you'll see a big game from Smart one every like 10 to 15 games. And he does have upside, but it's, it's pretty rare. And he can go out and get your 40 to 50. But again, it's like one every 10 to 15 games. So if you want to play Smart and hope for that huge upside game, I don't hate it. Uh, he's just not someone I'm prioritizing. And the two centers looks like Robert Williams is going to play. So him and Tristan Thompson should split the center minutes. It's a good matchup. Uh, this is a tricky one. I think Thompson's safer just because he's not dealing with an injury. Um, so yeah, I do think Thompson's the safer centers. If they if they're going to split the center minutes like 24-24, I'd rather get to Robert Williams is the better point per minute guy. But again, dealing with the foot injury, it's a risk, right? It's kind of like Edmund Sumner who like like the last four games he played, he left every single game to an injury. It's obviously a risk uh, targeting a guy like Robert Williams. So. Um, high risk, high reward play there. And I'm not going to get to anyone off the bench for Boston. On the Brooklyn Nets side. So this is tricky because all three stars are healthy and they're all, um, you know, priced decent. Ky- Kyrie at 9.2, KD at 9.7, Harden at 10.3K. I will say I'm not going to prioritize any of these big three because it, it's kind of hard to nail down which one it's going to be when they're all healthy. We haven't seen all three healthy a ton this season. And, you know, when we did, right, it was, it was really hard to to try to nail down which one it was going to be. So I think all three are firmly in play. On this four-game slate, though, I think I feel more comfortable targeting stars on more, you know, I guess shorthanded teams or teams that are just, like, you know, less talent, right? Like, like Boston, right? Like Tatum and Kemba have to be their guys. Uh, so that's that's kind of my take with, with these nuts guys they're firmly in play and probably at least one of these guys will have a big game i just don't have a good read on which one's going to be i think katie probably has the highest floor uh, but all three all three of them are in play now joe harris of four seven you know probably gets about 25 to 35 minutes somewhere in that range uh, he's very light in the scoring playable uh bruce brown probably loses some minutes too uh, maybe only about 20 to 25 from him i know he's had some big games but uh, do I trust these minutes? Not necessarily. And then the big. So Blake Griffin most likely starts at the five. Uh, and I think we probably get somewhere around 20 to 25 minutes from Blake. Uh, you know, he's kind of washed at this point in his career, obviously. But he's he's at a price point where it's like, okay, I, I could see taking a shot on Blake Griffin here for value. And then a sneaky value play I, I like, I don't know if it's going to be too sneaky, is, is Nick Claxton. I think they're going to split the shot in minutes, um, you know, unless they go small ball. I guess that's possible. But, you know, Boston is a bigger, if Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson both play, they're going to have a traditional center out there at all times. So I don't really know if Brooklyn can go small. And DeAndre Jordan's been out of the rotation. So I'm assuming Claxton's the backup five. And I'm assuming we get normal minutes of like, you know, 20 to 25. So Claxton actually is a value play, value play kind of like on this slate off the bench. I'm probably not going to get to anyone else, though. All right, finally, Portland and Denver. So on the Portland side, with Dame and CJ, both feel a little bit underpriced. Uh, Dame Lillard, I like a good amount here. He's going to play close to 40 minutes. Um, I, I just think the price is, is a little bit too cheap for him in the spot. So I do like Dame. I do have some interest in CJ, CJ as well. And then a little uh, revenge game narrative here for Yusuf Nurkic, who the Nuggets traded him away uh, years ago. Remember, they got Plumley back, traded him for Plumley. Oh, I forget what the exact trade was, but I remember it was Plumley Nurkic. I don't know if there's any other like picks included or whatever, but um, yeah, Nurkic again, little revenge game. He is. I mean, you guys know I'm a huge Nurkic fan. He's a great point per minute guy. What I'm concerned about here is foul trouble against Jokic. Because Jokic is under the ball in his hands a ton this game. 
I do think maybe instead of 30 minutes, we get closer to the 35 minute mark for, for Nurkic in, in the playoffs here. So he's someone I like a good amount. I'm just a little bit worried about potential foul trouble there against Jokic. Norman Powell at 5'7". Normally in the regular season, I kind of just cross this guy off when they're fully healthy. But, I mean, he's going to play 35-ish minutes. He's going to get a ton of shot attempts up. The issue is, and he still does have this floor, right? 39 minutes, 16 faints once if he's not hitting his shots. But I just think he's a fair play. Um, and, and Roko, kind of the same thing. Like, he'll play about 30 minutes, fair value. And then Melo, I think, is even intriguing off the bench. I think we get about 20 to 25 minutes. We know he's a, he's a decent scorer. Again, the, the slate doesn't, you know, have a ton of value. So Melo's interesting. And then Cantor is a really, really good point per minute guy. If you think Nurkic gets in some foul trouble, I think you can take a shot on Cantor. Either way, I think we probably, since Denver's a big team, we probably get at least, I would say, 12 to 15 minutes from Cantor, possibly more if there's foul trouble on Nurkic. And again, Cantor's a really good point per minute guy. So another one that's like I kind of like for GPPs and Ennis Cantor. And finally, Denver. So Nikola Jokic at 10 6. Uh, he is one of the best spun ups in the slate, right? A short handed Denver team, a really good matchup here. I really like Jokic at the top if you can afford him. If you can afford him, Jokic is one of my favorite spun ups. MPJ at 8.2K, he's got to be the number two with no Jamal Murray. He's had some pretty big games here in the regular season. Uh, price point, I think, is fair. Not something that I love. I think I'm going to spend up. I would rather get to Jokic, but obviously, you know, you're going to have to use an extra like 2,500. Uh, Camposo 5-2, you know, with Monty Morris coming back, does he lose minutes? We'll see. I think we probably get at least 30 minutes from Camposo. I've gotten him wrong the two times I've played him. Like, the two bad games he's had, uh, I played. Um, but I think he's a guy that, you know, a 5.2K does feel a little bit too cheap if he's going to continue to play 30-35 minutes because, you know, the peripheral stats, right, and, and the good matchup here. So Camposo, I think I'm intrigued by there. Aaron Gordon, I mean, he's been good for them defensively, but it really has not done much on the offensive end. Again, it is a good matchup. Like, he's playable. Again, I just don't feel amazing about it. Rivers is questionable. I expect him to play. It's just, you know, non, uh, non-COVID non illness. So I expect Rivers to be out there. Assuming he starts, we probably get about 30 minutes from him, which actually makes him a fair value play. Um, again, do I ever get excited about playing Austin Rivers? No, but I think if he starts, we probably get close to that for minutes. And then off the bench, uh, I want to mention, where is he? Where's Monty Moore? So Monty Moore's at 3-3. I think we probably get around 20 minutes from him off the bench. Maybe a little bit more if he's playing well. Like, Monty Morris is a pretty decent point-per-minute guy. Um, he's someone I'm looking to for value. With the backup five, Denver does a really weird, like, they will rotate. And sometimes Millsap gets a DNP. Sometimes it's McGee. Sometimes it's um, Jermichael Green. If you want to take a shot on one of those guys, fine, but be prepared to take a DNP. My guess would be it would be Millsap and Jamalco Green come off the bench, but don't know that for sure. Like Millsap is a good point for a guy. He is, uh, but there's also a, a, a chance he gets a DNP. Just we've seen that this year from Denver. So that is the risk with uh, the two Valley bigs there for Denver. All right, that is going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you have a like button on the video. Subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I'm live. Again, I will be doing YouTube watching tomorrow. It's going to be an early one, 12 p.m. Central. Make sure to check it out. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.